So welcome everybody. Welcome to our Governance Evaluator Insights webinar series. Today we're talking about demystifying data-driven decisions. Are you proactive or reactive about your governance risks? So, Ash, I'm going to ask you now to join me in taking everyone through a little case study that helps explain how we can, at a governance level, have that balance between data and intuition, which, which I think um, will be quite interesting for everybody to see how this, how this can work in real life. So we're going to talk to you about an organisation, a rather large regional organisation. It's our case study today. And this, this case study starts in 2018 and it's a aged care organisation. And I think you might all be able to reflect back to 2018 and think about what it might have been like on a board and think up until then we didn't really know that well, we did know, but we didn't really talk a lot about clinical governance at the boardroom table. And with the advent of the aged care, the single aged care quality framework coming online, and with the in the air of the Royal Commissions and on the back of in the health sector, quite a few things happening around clinical governance. I think most boards realised that there was something to do about that area and how are we going to do it? So if you look at this board and you look at them looking at their own dashboard, they have discovered that around their clinical governance and their director's understanding of um, the aged care sector and clinical governance, there was some work to do. So Ash, lead us through what happens from a data perspective. Yeah, perfect. Thanks, Sue. And I think it, it has been really great having our being the two sides of the coin sort of thing with me with my data and you with your governance expertise we've yeah. really been able to change how the story comes through so That's like you're saying this is one of our um aged care clients and they evaluated in 2018 and found that they had a, a few issues <laughs> so this is sort of a, a summary it uses the normal traffic light sort of uh, approach where red is of concern and green is good. So as you can see there, there's a, a lot of red and yellow showing up in, in a lot of the different areas. A few pieces of green, which is nice, but especially when you look at their governance of clinical care, there's a lot of red and yellow that really sort of needs to be looked into. So as a whole board, they were able to see where they sat. So this is the, the measurement of the whole board. And I think for the first time, they were asking questions about all the different areas relating to the new quality framework in aged care or like in health clinical governance. And they really did start to highlight some areas. Then what we were able to do is, is thanks to all of our data, is drill it down a little bit more. So we were able to look at how each of the individual directors answered the questions so. and and ash from an intuitive perspective when i looked at this i automatically thought well this director here has got lots of greens and yellows thinking that things are going pretty well that director must know a lot about clinical governance and those sorts of things in aged care 
then they compared themselves to see how they were sitting for clinical governance against this is the sector benchmark cash. Mm -hmm. So the, the great thing is that we've got uh, that GE crowd of data as such. So we're able to get a real gauge for how other people in the sector are doing as well. So this organisation, you know, we're able to see that they were sitting within that 36% of the, the whole the, the whole sector, which was comforting, I suppose, for them that they weren't the only ones who were scoring like that. But it also showed how the sector as a whole, there was only 43% who were in that sort of good category. So there was a lot of work to be done as a whole, which yes. I think is really comforting to know. And I think this was live data to Ash, which meant they were compared with exactly how people were feeling at the time. Mm -hmm. which was really interesting. So I think everybody, if you're sitting on that board, intuitive or not, you would know by now that we've actually got a compelling argument for needing to do something about oversight in our schools around clinical governance. Yeah, and sort of to, to ram at home, they also did their director <laughs> skills matrix. Yes. And it follows the same traffic like colouring as the questionnaire but you can see here there is a lot of red and orange and yellow. And Ash I think that this the top bit is about their professional skills but this particular bit that you've highlighted here which is what you do in their reports is around their age sector skills so that's pointing out that not only as a board do we not have everything covered for clinical governance, but as individuals, we actually don't know a lot about or don't have a lot of experience in this. And do you remember back when I said, gosh, that one director who'd written all greens must know a lot? Well, in actual fact, here's this same director and why they put greens was because they actually didn't know a lot about clinical governance in the aged care sector. And I don't know about anyone else, but telling somebody that news other than through using data, could be a dangerous mission, couldn't it? So it yeah. was very, very helpful for Ash's lovely data for that to be told in a very sensitive and, and helpful way. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Ash, they've got four points that they're looking at themselves from now. So what did they do next? So once sort of all the, the, the cards are on the table per se, they realised that they had a, a really bad problem <laughs> and <laughs> needed to take some steps to, to work through it and educate themselves. So they went through and they made a really detailed action plan with some achievable points on it that they could work towards. They worked towards educating themselves and upskilling themselves to make sure that they could improve some of their results and make sure that they were the best board they could be. And I think to add to that from an intuition perspective, Ash, is that when you talk to the board, they knew that there were some things they had to focus on. But what they were saying was, as a board, there's so many different areas that we have to focus. And there was always a muddle about, okay, so say there's 10 things we have to focus on, like finance, risk, everything else. How do we know which ones are the most important? And I remember the feedback that this data actually helped them in a very compelling way, this, guys, is what we have to focus on. And it took that sort of continued, ongoing, never getting there discussion about it. The, the data was jumping out at them. I think that was the big thing. So what happened next? 
This is actually so, good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a complete turnaround. So they worked hard, they stuck to their action plan and reevaluated again in 2019. And as you can see, they've had a, a drastic turnaround. They've mm. educated themselves they've improved their processes and now they're mostly scoring in the greens and yellows which is just a, a huge turnaround and you can see it sort of as you flow through all of their results as well so just looking at their uh, board evaluation for 2018 and 2019 you can see that a lot of their reds and yellows have actually turned into yellows and greens so pretty, you know, that would be um, that's good. That that's a definite movement. And this is the director skills as well. That's so this is the director skills. So you can see there that while there's still not a lot of greens in 2019, they've definitely made them move forward. So now there's yet lots of yellows and less oranges. <laughs> which is good. Which is which is terrific to be able to sort of focus in on those narrow areas. So this is their final results of their most recent survey and it looks like a sea of green to me so the the thing that's sort of really important is that when they reevaluated again in 2019 they got all those awesome green results and a few of them usually you'd be thinking wow i've got all those green ones that's it i'm done i don't need to do anything <laughs> I'm, else. I'm, I'm, I'm perfect now <laughs> <laughs> But when we dig a little deeper and look at the actual makeup of the answers, you can see that there is a lot of yellow and blue answers sitting underneath the surface mm. of the green. So we, we sort of call that the, the watermelon effect. So this is where it speaks to Adrian's constant reevaluating that you've got to keep going year after year to make sure that you're monitoring those yellow and blue sections to making sure that you are actually improving all of the areas because there's always going to be change and movement as new people come in and things move along, knowledge increases. So you've really just got to not just take it as face value. You've got to dig a little deeper and see what's going on. Look, I think it's terrific, Ash. And I know from just talking with the people on this board and, and this organisation, I think they were so relieved to focus on what they needed to, but so relieved to be able to tangibly show that they were improving, not just believe, not just think they were great in their own press releases or in their own lunchtime. They actually had tangible evidence. And I remember them thinking that was a really great thing. So thank you very much for showing us that case study. I, I, I think it's very interesting. And we look forward to seeing you all again soon in our next Governance Evaluator Insights webinar. Thank you very much.